The ladies had their love holiday yesterday, and that means, gentlemen, on March 14th, it's our turn. I gotta bring back a forgotten holiday, and it's time we bring it back top of mind. It is Steak and BJ Day, March 14th. Mark it on your calendar. Make it happen. Manscape that mini-me of yours and say, hey, it's my turn. <laughs> this is the Radio Espionage Underground Podcast. From Los Angeles, I'm Mark Elliott, unedited and unfiltered, because my mama says she likes it when I do it that way. All right, here's the espionage we're going to get into today. Uh, the party is over in America. It's over. Done. Finished. Finito. Uh, Beyonce is releasing a country album the end of March. Have you heard the single Texas Hold'em? I have. And I'm going to give you my professional opinion about it coming up. There's a hot movie rumor out of Hollywood today. You want to hold on for this one because it's a doozy. It's a doozy. I've been having dreams about dying lately. Not one, not two, not three, several. The last one freaked me out, and I'm going to share it with you coming up. Maybe you've had these. I don't know. And I'm so ready for baseball season. I'm sitting here right now wearing a jock strap with a cup. How's that for a visual, huh? <laughs> As you know, I like to start the podcast with shout-outs to people I've worked with in the past. Not to drop names, but to say thank you for helping me live the dream. Uh, today, shout-outs to Steve Day, who gave me my first gig in Los Angeles. And Craig Powers, who gave me my first morning show in Anaheim at KEZY. And to my partners in crime there, Tammy Trujillo and Lauren Lips. We certainly had some fun Friday lawn parties, didn't we? Oh, yeah. Real quick there, ladies. I, I just flash back to hot tubbing with the L.A. Rams cheerleaders in Jell-O. Okay, thanks for letting me relive that for a second. <laughs> That was good times, good times. And Steve, by the way, uh, was such a good program director. Uh, he became a very good friend, and uh, he actually came to work for me once upon a time and did a fantastic job as program director for a news talk station we had. Um, but shout-outs to those folks. Hope things are going well in your lives. Uh, let's dig into the email basket here. I've got Lori Gallagher from Amarillo, Texas, who sent me... Uh, an email saying, hey, Mark, you didn't mention what you thought about the Super Bowl halftime show on Monday's podcast. What did you think about Usher? You know, I thought it was good. It was entertaining. I didn't think it was great compared to other Super Bowls we've had. Uh, I would say in the words of Terrence Fletcher from the movie Whiplash, not quite my tempo. Um, and that's a great movie, by the way. If you haven't seen Whiplash, it is on Netflix. I'm not going to build it up so you're disappointed. I just thought it was one of the, the, the greatest movies uh, of the last 10 years. Uh, I went to an independent movie theater to see this, expecting nothing, and was blown away by it. Um, so I highly recommend it. You make up your own decision whether it's good or not. Uh, Gabe DeMarco, who moved from Los Angeles to Reno because of Gavin Newsom's policies, in other words, he can't afford to live here, uh, found a better opportunity in Reno, and I hope he's doing well. Uh, and by the way, if you send me an email, whether you've worked at a radio station or currently working at one, let me know the call letter so I can give you a plug. Uh, he wants to know what Los Angeles radio stations I listen to. And Gabe, I, I don't listen to any. Um, I only listen to radio when I get paid to do it or I'm writing an article about a station. Uh, you can read one under my uh, headline of Radio Espionage uh, Busted 
where I review radio stations, and I'm doing KSAN in San Francisco right now, if you want to check that out. But And it's nothing against the radio stations. It's I can't listen without being a program director. So it should be fun, and it's not for me, and that's why. What I've done, though, I've put nine different formats together in my phone on my iTunes playlist, and whatever mood I'm in that day, any particular day, I will pick a format and uh, play 12 hours of music. And that's how I do it, and it uh, saves my sanity a little bit. Um, I do check the ratings when they come out, and the stations I used to listen to don't do so well anymore. And that's just, you know, because music tastes have changed with people. Um, but read Radio Espionage. There's a lot of good stuff on there. Um, we'll talk a little bit about that later. All right, let's get into the espionage today. Uh, yes, I believe the party is over in America after the shooting in Kansas City yesterday. Uh, this is, by the way, Thursday, February 15th, 2024. Um, and before I get into this, uh, I do want to send my deepest sympathies out to the family, friends, and colleagues of Lisa Lopez Galvin, a radio personality from Kansas City at KKFI, um, mom, wife, two kids. You know, it's, it's so sad that we deal with this, and there have been an average of over 600 shootings since 2020 uh, every year. That's not just total. That's an average of over 600 shootings per year since 2020. And it's sad that we get the same playbook when we have a shooting like this, where the Democrats come out and they scream for gun control, we need gun control, we need gun control, and nothing happens. Republicans defend the Second Amendment, and again, nothing happens. The 72-hour news cycle passes, and when nobody's really thinking about it, something else has popped up. Nothing gets done. And it's the same playbook over and over and over again. Such a senseless shooting again in America. You know, I dealt with this, uh, and I think eventually a shooting is going to happen close to everybody in America at some point the way we're going, if, if not already. But a few years ago, you might remember this, in Thousand Oaks, California, five miles from my house, we had a shooting at the Borderline restaurant and dance club. And it was um, surreal for me because we had thrown so many parties at the Borderline, uh, you know, when I was doing radio here. And uh, it, it was unimaginable uh, to think about that, um, that I used to hang at this place, know the layout, and know exactly um, where it happened. Uh, I don't know why it happened. Uh, and nobody, none of us really can grasp this. Uh, we just want something done about it. And as I've thought about this, um, you know, I grew up in a state, and I was born in a state in West Virginia. Uh, when you're born, they smack you on the ass, cut the cord, and hand you a gun, not necessarily in that order. Uh, I own guns, but I've never pointed one at somebody. Um, uh, the rule of thumb is you, if you point it, you should intend to use it. Uh, I'm not a hunter, which goes with being a West Virginian, but it's, uh, that's not my tempo either. Uh, I tend to like animals. The uh, thought that comes to mind, though, if we can't control the guns, can we control the ammunition? seems to me that you have a hard time shooting a gun if you can't get ammunition. I don't know if that's an answer, if that's a starting point, but nobody talks about controlling the 
access to ammunition. But that's what I'm thinking. But I also believe the party's over in America because who's going to want to throw a parade and take that chance and who's going to want to attend? You're always going to have folks who will have the mindset of, you know, I'm not going to let somebody that might shoot at a celebration parade stop me from having fun. You're going to have those. And you're going to have people who just say, you know what, uh, I'm not going to let ha what happened in Kansas City happen to me. So I think the party is over in America, and it just feels like every time we turn around, anything that we really, really like, there's always somebody out there ready to... Um, take that fun away from us. Mm. Thank you for letting me wet my whistle after that one. Beyonce's album is due out the end of March and she's trying to cross over to country. And it's fine. People cross over to different formats all the time. Uh, Taylor Swift did it uh, 2012, 2014. I lose track of time, I lose track of dates sometimes. Uh, but she did it successfully from country to pop, but I do remember when she was making the crossover, she had to break down some walls. And her talent and her music broke through. Uh, and now nobody thinks of Taylor Swift as being a country artist. Uh, but she did it. So Beyonce is trying to flip the switch. She's been a hell of an artist going back to the early 2Ks and even prior to that, uh, before she went solo. So she has the right to transition. Now, there's a radio station in Oklahoma that's in the crosshairs because uh, they didn't add the song. And they said, well, if it moves up on the charts, we'll add it. Well, you know, I think there's a little funny business in here because uh, the truth is artists and labels haven't given a rat's ass what radio have, have, have thought about current music for years. They always follow the downloads. In fact, when an artist downloads a song or releases a song, they'll go buy a million downloads to pump it up. It's an easy game to play. They don't have to worry about paying DJs like they used to to play them under the table. Uh, payola plugle is what it's called, part of that whole FCC guideline. But the, uh, the fact is, I listen to the song, and it's not a good song. <laughs> it's just not. It plays on country stereotypes, and Beyonce does not pull it off and being a country artist. Um, Steven Tyler from Aerosmith, one of the top five, I'll say top 10 rock vocalists of all time, tried to do a country album, and it wasn't bad. It was Steven Tyler singing country songs that he wrote. Uh, didn't really play on stereotypes or anything like that, like Beyonce does with Texas Hold'em, uh, but it went nowhere. And you certainly have the right to try and cross over all you want. I'm just saying that, you know, it's just funny business. If you're reading this in the press, that um, this radio station's in the crosshairs, it's like, why do you care now? You didn't care about radio stations adding your music uh, for the last 10 years. Why now? Um, it's just not a good record. Uh, and I would have told um, the artist reps at the time when I was programming radio stations, exactly what I thought about the record. And what I used to do, they would come into my office and try to sell me on playing these records and say, you know, let's grab the boom box. Let's go out to the square over at the shopping center. Let's play this for some people. Let's get some instant feedback. I did this, uh, last time I did this was with the uh, James Blunt song. Uh, but we went to a shopping center. Uh, the van had a really cool sound system in it, 
opened the doors, pulled it out, cranked it up, and we had people gather around, and uh, they listened to the song. And we said, what do you think about this song? And the answer we got on the James Blunt one, they just pretty much turned and walked away. But radio stations played the hell out of that song. And, uh, but I never did because, um, it, you know, the audience, uh, I'm a firm believer that if you want to program a successful radio station, you find out what your listeners want and give it to them. It's the easiest thing in the world to do. Um, and that's what I used to do, would take the artist reps out and we'd go do live jam sessions with uh, people in the squares. And if it, if it worked, um, I'd play it. And if it didn't, uh, it didn't get played. Um, and then if people started requesting it for some reason, uh, sometimes songs take a little bit of time to break through with an audience. Uh, we would add it depending on, you know, uh, you get the help of other radio stations, TV, and all the marketing, and people become more familiar with the song. Uh, but initially to say, I'm going to add this record, that's how we would do it at that time. But Beyonce, um, try again. Try again. Maybe when the album comes out, there'll be something a little bit more radio-friendly for you. Uh, there's a hot movie rumor out of Hollywood today, and I couldn't wait to tell you about this one because I am a huge Quentin Tarantino fan. Uh, he's going to have his last movie coming up called The Critic, and it's rumored that Tom Cruise will be teaming up with Quentin Tarantino to do this film. And I'm a huge Tom Cruise fan. I sit back time to say, geez, what are my favorite movies? by these guys. And, and then you think about how many great movies Tarantino has done and Tom Cruise. Uh, there are so many movies um, over 40 years that he is, uh, you know, you can find, always find some, some lemons in the mixture uh, along the way for both of these guys. Um, but I thought about it and I, I just think they're going to team up and create one heck of a great movie. Uh, and it's called The Critic, and it's supposed to be Tarantino's last film. Now, I don't have release dates that they started filming or anything like that. Like I said, it's a hot rumor I read about this morning. I'll dig into it and get back to you on it, as far as you know. Uh, <laughs> uh, but I was thinking about Tarantino's movies. My top three are Pulp Fiction, Jackie Brown, and Death Proof with Kurt Russell. Again, I'm not going to build these movies up, but that's a great Tarantino movie, Death Proof. Tom Cruise... Um, I don't think you can get better than The Firm. Jerry Maguire, maybe, uh, but I'll have a soft spot in my heart forever for risky business. But that's the hot rumor out of Hollywood this morning. Tom Cruise, Quentin Tarantino, possibly teaming up for The Critic. All right, I told you about uh, having dreams about dying. Um, you know, I think everybody has these from anxiety from time to time, but I've been getting them on a regular basis. Um, the other night I had one where it was, uh, I was in a hotel, very busy hotel filled with everybody that, that I knew during my lifetime, except for Goldie Hawn and Kurt Russell. Why they were in my death dream, I have no idea, but they were. And, but I kept going up to people and trying to talk to them. And they treated me like I wasn't there, like I was invisible. I'm like, oh, geez, you know, what, what did I do to these folks? You know, I've always felt that I treat others like I want to be treated. So why aren't they paying it? I thought we were friends. I thought we were pals. Nobody seems to know that I'm here from person to person to person to person, couple to couple. Uh, again, even Kurt and Goldie, <laughs> rightfully so, didn't know me. Uh, but that's um, 
how dreams go with me. There's always something uh, in that dream that just doesn't belong. But then I went back to my room kind of disappointed, like, why didn't people know me? And I looked in the mirror, and I couldn't see myself. And I realized that I was dead, and I was a ghost. Not haunting the hotel, mind you, but if it really happens, I will haunt. (laughs) I promise, I will haunt. But have you had dreams like this before? Have you had them where you've had multiple ones? Uh, shoot me an email at underground at gmail.com. And just in the subject, write down dreams. So I'll know that's pertaining to this subject. Have you had multiple ones? Have you had one? Any that just freaked you out? Uh, so share those details with me. Uh, baseball season, pitchers and catchers. I'm so excited for this season. I'm a huge Cincinnati Reds fan. Have been since I was uh, old enough to speak, I think. And um, I'm excited. You know, the pitchers and catchers were supposed to show up yesterday. Um, This team is young. It's exciting. They had a great season last year. Ten rookies played, and they won 82 games. And uh, lo and behold, first day of spring training when they didn't have to, the whole team shows up. The whole team. And I, I get goosebumps when I think about this because every year at this time, because I love baseball so much, it's my favorite sport, I actually smell pine tar and glove oil at this time. When they announce pitchers and catchers, I can visualize playing baseball, being on the field, warming up, um, you know, the arm pain <laughs> after the first day of, of practice. Um, it's exciting, and when I read that, I just got super excited for this season. I've already paid my MLB.TV subscription for this, this season. So you'll know every night when the Reds are playing, you'll know exactly what I'm doing. I will have my fanny parked in front of the television watching Reds baseball. Except when they come to L.A., I'll be at the games. Um, I'm excited for this team. And it just shows me what their mindset is going into the season when they show up a week early. And unfortunately, thanks to Bidenomics, I can't go off to Arizona as planned uh, to watch spring training this year. So maybe next year, maybe 2025 is the year. But I'm super excited for baseball season to come, regardless of what your favorite baseball team is. Hope you have a great season. I know a lot of interest here in L.A. for the Dodgers. Um, they've spent so much money. I think their payroll, once they pay everybody off, is over a billion dollars. And I think about this. Baseball is a 162-game schedule. Anything can happen. You know, but the rule of thumb is every team's going to win 55 and lose 55. That's 110 games. There's only 52 games out of 162 that matter. And Injuries play a big part, but what I like about what the Reds have done, instead of going out and, and blowing the budget like they've tried to do in the past in a small market, and Cincinnati is considered a small market by baseball terms, this team has loaded up their farm system with young people. And there is enough people on their AAA team that are major league level talent that won't make the ball club. But if they have an injury, they will have somebody they can bring up and replace that can, can, that can contribute to the team. So that's very exciting. They've done it the right way. And they've just got so many rookies. They've got depth on their bench, which means David Bell isn't going to have to play as players 150, 162 games. They got a lot of versatility. And people put a big deal, regardless of what sport, about who starts. Who starts the game? They should be a starter. They should be a starter. 
you know, forget about that. It doesn't matter if they start or not. It's who finishes a game, you know, especially in basketball. It drives me nuts when everybody wants to talk about so-and-so should be starting. I don't give a rat's ass who starts. I want to know who's on the court good enough to finish the game. Um, so it's going to be an interesting baseball season because you got the billion-dollar teams going up. The teams have built themselves through the minor league system. And last year, the Texas Rangers won. Nobody saw that coming. I think the Reds swept the Rangers last year. Uh, but they won the World Series. So it doesn't matter if you spend a billion dollars or you spend a few million dollars. Anything can happen over a 162-game schedule, and that's why I love baseball. It's so unpredictable. And it's a fun sport. Plus, you get to watch it every night. So you have something planned for every single night of the week, except when they take a day off. All right, that's uh, that's going to put a wrap on this Radio Espionage Underground podcast with Mark Elliott. That is me. Uh, the conversation continues between podcasts on X. Uh, search Radio Espionage U, the letter U. Uh, you will find Radio Espionage. That's a show prep service that I do for radio personalities. You can follow that one too if you want to. Uh, but if you want to get into the conversation, um, find out some additional thoughts on a day-to-day -day basis, you'll find that at x.com, radio espionage, U, the letter U. You can send me emails anytime at radio espionage underground, pot, uh, no, radio es let me do that again, back up, zip, 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 radio espionage underground at gmail.com. And just put in the subject letter, uh, we need to talk. That's all you have to do. And uh, I'll get back to you. I answer all my emails. I'm not like some radio people who don't like to return calls or return emails. I return calls. I return emails. Something that I've always taken pride in. Uh, go to markelliotmedia.com to check out my blog and read about some of the things uh, I talk about with radio programming. Right now I've got three articles Posted that are pretty damn good, if I do say so, my damn self. Uh, programming by music charts, no-nos. Uh, for morning shows or even just being a personality, we talk about teasing is believing. And when it comes to AI, don't believe all that you read. Uh, AI is freaking everybody out in the radio business. To a certain extent, rightfully so. But I'll tell you why you don't have to be so overly alarmed about AI right now. All right? And so that's it. Uh, come back on th uh, Monday when my guest will not be Vladimir Putin. Uh, be good to each other because it doesn't cost a thing to be nice to people. Thanks for being here.